Hello, everyone, and welcome to Jesus Hour with Jake and Hayden. Today, we're going to be discussing over God's salvation plan. Um, so whether you're saved, maybe you haven't accepted him into your heart, or or maybe you already have accepted him, but you're you're um, seeking assurance on some things, um, we're going to be doing that today. So the first thing that I want to go over is God's salvation plan. Um, just a few key points, what you must do to be saved. Um, and then we'll be off onto the next part. So the first thing I want to say is the first thing that you must do is you must accept that you are a sinner. Um, Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Um, so no one is perfect. No one has lived up to God's perfect standard. Secondly, you must accept that, that you are a sinner and that you owe a penalty. Um, Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is death. Um, this death is described in the Bible, as a second death, the lake of fire. Um, if we pay what we owe as sinners, we must spend e- an eternity in, in the lake of fire. So if you aren't saved, you will be casted into the lake of fire. So if you're not saved, that is a debt that you owe as of right now. Um, so third, you must accept that Jesus Christ has already paid our sin debt. Romans 5, 6 says, it states, For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. So Christ was not a sinner, and the Bible teaches that God took all of our sin and placed it on Christ. While Christ was bearing all of our sins, including yours, in his body, God punished him in our place to pay the debt that we owe. This is not something God promised to do. It is something God has already done. Um, it, is an, it is a fact Jesus Christ has already paid your sin debt. So fourth, we must accept, or you must accept by faith, what Jesus Christ did for you. Ninety times in the Gospel of John, the Bible says, believe. So John 3.36, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. So in this verse, Jesus divides the world into two groups. Those who are believing and those who are not believing on the Son. Those who believe have everlasting life and those who believe um, not shall see life or shall not see life. I apologize. Um, so that's, that's just the few points that we're going to be going off here today um, on God's salvation plan. Um, Dylan, if you have anything that you would like to, to pitch in while I'm going over there. Um, <clears throat> so what I want to say real quick is this. When we accept Christ into our heart, we abide in Christ. Um, we don't abide in the world. We don't abide in the enemy's plan and what he's trying to do to stop us. When you take on the mind of Christ, when you ask Jesus into your heart, when you become part of the body of Christ, when you become his bride and you abide in Christ, everything that, that the enemy has set out for you God will see you through. He loves you. He died for your salvation. He died for your healing. He died for your deliverance. He died for your freedom. He was beaten. He was bruised. He was whipped. The flesh was ripped off his back. And there was a crown of thorns that plunged into his skull. And then they made Jesus carry his death sentence up Golgotha Hill. He was nailed to a cross through his hands and his feet and they plunged him into the ground and he was on the cross for six hours 
He took on the sin of the world so that you could be saved, so that you could have everlasting life with him. And then he was in the grave for three days. And on that third day, he rose again. And he did that all for you. So as we go through this salvation plan, as we enter Christ, know this. He loves you no matter what you go through, no matter how many times you fall, no matter how many times you fail. He will always love you, and he's made a promise to never leave you and never forsake you. Everything evil that comes your way, he's going to turn it around for the good of those who love the Lord. Um, actually, what I want to do real quick, I want to read a description that I always share with people about what Jesus did for us. And I kind of already went over it, but I put this into a really, um, let's just say, I don't want to say gruesome detail, but I put it into specific detail of what Jesus did for us. So, Hayden, can you say something real quick as I find this? Um, yeah. So, so what he did was he, and this is why I wanted him to, to go over all of the details. It's, it's one thing to, to kind of get a gist of what Jesus Christ did for you, but it's another thing to know the specific details and, and, how raw it truly was and what he did for you. It's two different perspectives. So what Dylan just told you guys, that is, it's, it, it's still, you know, raw, but what he's about to tell you guys, it's, it, it's, it's going to hopefully, I pray that it hits your heart and it, it um, shows you what Jesus Christ truly went through for you. Not only for you, he, he died for your past. He died for, he, he died for everything, everyone. And, and, whatever situation that you're going through, if you're having a hard time with your past and you don't think that God has something for you, he died for that past. He's, he went on that cross knowing that you would have the past, knowing that you would be fighting these current struggles, and yet he still died for you. So, Dylan, if you want to go ahead and read it. You believe that Jesus Christ died for the sins of the world and rose from the grave three days later. But I want to ask you, do you know that he did these things for you? Do you know that the soldiers beat him until the bones were exposed and the flesh was ripped off his back until the blood poured out of his body? Do you know that they forced that crown of thorns into his skull? Do you know that they made him carry his destinates up to Golgotha Hill? Do you know that people spit on him? They pushed him down. They mocked him, embarrassed him, humiliated him, humiliated him, and they publicly shamed him. Do you know that the soldiers drove the nails through his wrists and his feet? Do you know the pain that he felt? Do you know they dropped the cross into the ground and it shook his body? Do you know how long he was up there? Do you know the, that they gave him vinegar to drink when he was thirsty? Do you know the excruciating torture he had to endure? During all of this, do you know how much love he felt in his heart and he still did these things just for you? It's not enough to believe in him, but to know him and know that he did this all for you. He did it because he wants to have a relationship with you. He doesn't just want you to believe in him. He wants you to have a one-on-one -on -one personal relationship with him. Jesus wants to know you. Okay? Yes, he did all these things just for you. But I'm going to go ahead and say, living for Jesus is so much more than just calling yourself a Christian. People want to make Jesus their Savior, but they don't want to make him their Lord. It, it's, it, it's, not, it's not a... 
black. It's not, how do I put this into perspective? It's not ask Jesus into your heart and do whatever you want. It's not get saved and do whatever you want. Okay. It's not, yes, Jesus saved me. Hallelujah. And do whatever you want. It's about making him your Lord, yielding to his Lordship, yielding to his sovereignty and to his holiness and righteousness. Because you abide in Christ, you should chase after holiness and righteousness because that's who Jesus is. He's holy. He's pure. He's righteous. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit of God, and Jesus lives inside of you. The Holy Spirit resides inside of you, okay? So when you are truly living for Jesus, sin should make you sick. I'm sorry, but when I sin and when I fall short of the glory of God, just like in Romans 3.23 says, it makes me sick. It makes me feel like, well, dang, I just messed up. I should know better than this. It's not, oh, well, I'll just, it is what it is. It's not, an, it's not that kind of mindset. It's a, I need to abstain from sin. I'm abiding in Christ. I should not be doing these things. You should chase after God. You should chase after the kingdom of God. You should chase after your calling and the purpose that God has for you, not after the world. Because the minute that you take your eyes off of Christ, Satan is going to come after you and he is not going to stop. He's going to do everything in his will. Because Satan has no power and he has no authority over a child of God, but he's going to do everything he can to stop you and to stop the body of Christ. So I tell you to stand up and stand up for what you believe in, stand up for the word of God, and stand up for Jesus Christ and stand up for yourself, you child of God. Ooh, I, I better stop. I, I better calm down. <laughs> Man. Uh, a lot of people treat salvation like a contract. Say you're a Say you're an NFL player or you're a college college player about to go into NFL and you, you're given a contract. And so you're given a contract, and, and because you have that contract, you stop practicing that – you stop doing what you did before. Um, you stop truly trying to go after um, getting or reaching that goal because you have a backup plan. Like if you stop trying, that contract is still there. If you get hurt, that contract is still there. So a lot of people treat salvation like a contract. They know they're going to heaven, so they think they can just go do and what go do whatever they want to do. If that makes sense. That makes sense. I didn't have enough time to prepare that. Oh, no, you're you're good. Good. <laughs> um, All right. Um, so this is what I want to do next. Um, I'm gonna go over go over the points that I just stated in the beginning of this podcast. Um, and I want you guys to truly listen. And if you have to back it up, if you have to pause it or um, go back on a certain parts or maybe write it down, write certain um, time parts where you need to come back, time stamps where you need to come back and try and understand something or just watch it again, listen to it again. So um, if you're not sure if you can go to heaven, you know that you can know. In First John 5.13, the Bible says, these things that I have written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life. And here's how you can know. For in Romans 3.10, the Bible says, As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one, meaning no one is perfect. Um, and in verse 23, it says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So whoever's listening, this means I'm a sinner. It means Dylan here is a sinner. Um, my friends, they're sinners. My Christian friends, they're sinners. And it also means that you're a sinner. Um, and this is where sin came from. 
In Romans 5.12, the Bible says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world. So this means Adam committed the first sin in the world. Surely some y'all have heard um, of Adam and Eve. That's where I'm out of beneath. Um, so this means Adam committed the first sin in the whole world and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men for all have sinned. So this word death, it says, um, and death pa- or, or in death by sin. And so death passed upon all men for all have sinned. This word death doesn't just mean dying and going to the grave. Um, a lot of people think, hey, I'm partying here. I'm going to party and drink it up here. Smoke this, smoke that, do whatever I want to do. And then I'm going to go to hell and I'm going to do the same exact thing. No, you're not. That's exactly what you're not going to do. Um, so it doesn't just mean dying and going to the grave. It means separation from God forever and ever in a lake of fire. This is our punishment for our sin. And a debt, if you're not saved, this is a debt that you owe as of right now. Um, but good news, friend, the story does not end there. In Romans 6, 23, the Bible says, for the wages of sin is death, but this but plays the biggest role in the but dictionary. Jesus. Oh, did Jesus. <laughs> so for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. It is a gift and it is absolutely free. You can't buy, buy it. You can't work for it go to church for it, or be good for it. It is absolutely free. It would be as if a friend went to the store and purchased you a present. She paid for it, wrapped it, put a pretty bow on it, and brought it to you. She did everything for you. All you have to do is receive it. This is what Jesus Christ did for you. He left his home in heaven, came to earth, died on the cross, shed his blood, bore our sins in his body, and paid for them. He did everything for you. All you have to do is receive it. So, I've I've explained why why you know I've explained why you're a sinner, where it came from, and so this we're going to move to the next part. Um, So you know that you're a sinner. You should know by now on this podcast that you're a sinner. If you don't, maybe go back and listen to it again. Um, You should realize that you're lost without Jesus in your heart, and you should believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross and shed His blood for you. If you believe all these things, this is what you need to do. In Romans 10, 9 through 13, the Bible says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto unto salvation. For the scripture says, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. So this this word, for, it says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This word, whosoever, means you. We could put your name there. For, well, I can't put your name there because I don't know your name. But for for if your name is um, Philip, we could say, for Philip shall call upon the name of the Lord and Philip shall be saved. If your name is Brooke, we could say, for Brooke shall call upon the name of the Lord and Brooke shall be saved. Or for the viewer watching this or listening to this shall call upon the name of the Lord and this listener shall be saved. So we've went through everything. We've explained everything. Um, And if you're confused, like I said, just go back and listen to it again. But if you're at a point where you understand everything and you 
you're good to go. You understand that you're a sinner. You realize you're lost without Jesus in your heart, and you believe that Jesus died on the cross for you and shed his blood. Um, if you would trust Jesus to take you to heaven when you die, just bow your head and close your eyes with me right now. So I will say this. It says if you trust Jesus to take you to heaven when you die, Jesus will take anyone to heaven who calls his or calls upon his name, confesses that they're a sinner. He, he, that, that, like I said a second ago, whosoever, it means anyone. If you've killed 30,000 people, that would be a really big number. But if you kill 30,000 people and you and you do what the Bible says to do, you're going to heaven. It's it, it doesn't disclude anyone. Um, so if you've done really bad things in your past and you think you don't just, you, you know, you're not going to go to heaven. So there's no point in doing all of this. That's a lie from the enemy because Jesus Christ died for you. He died for your sins. Um, so if you believe that Jesus will take you to heaven when you die, I want you to just bow your head and close your eyes. I'm actually going to pause right here. Um, Dylan, I'm going to let you read that other sinner's prayer that you read the other night. Okay. One thing I want to say before um, I lead everyone into prayer. Whoever's listening, I know it hurts. Whatever you're going through, whatever struggle you're facing, whatever storm you're going through, whatever battle you're fighting, you feel like it's never going to end. You feel like it just won't stop. And, and you're trying to find peace. You're trying to find love and joy. You're trying to find something to fill that void in your heart. I'm telling you, the answer is Jesus. It's always going to be Jesus. He's the way. He's the truth and the life. See, the Bible says, Jesus says, that Satan came to steal, kill, and destroy. So if you feel like something is stolen from you, if you feel like nothing but evil, nothing but bad things are happening around you, it's from the enemy. God has a God loves you. That's why he sent his son to die for you. And all you have to do, like Hayden said, is believe on the name of Jesus and ask him to be your Lord and Savior. That's all you have to do. So I'm going to, Lead everyone into prayer. And I want you to repeat after me. Father God, I recognize I am a sinner. I come to you asking forgiveness of my sins. I confess in my heart and speak with my mouth that Jesus Christ is your son and died on the cross for my sins. I confess Jesus as Lord of my heart, my soul, and my life. I accept Jesus as my personal Savior, and I praise you for making a way for me. I declare by the blood of Jesus that I am saved. I invite you into my life, Lord, and I pray you continue to reveal your love to me by your Holy Spirit. I ask you to have your way with my life. And I thank you for the new creation you have made me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer, congratulations. And I mean that with all my heart. 
And I want you to know how big of a moment this is. There are angels in heaven cheering you on. God's throwing a party in heaven just for you. Let me tell you a quick Bible story real quick. And I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to go ahead along with it. There's a story in the Bible, a parable that Jesus um, tells everyone about a son, um, a father who had two sons. He had the perfect son and then he had the, the prodigal son. He had the son that just wanted to do his own thing. Just so he just went out. He left his father and he went out and he, he got caught up in sin. He got he got caught up in things. He got caught up in the world. And when he came to his senses, when he realized this is not OK, I'm not OK. I need to go back to my father. And he ran home. And you know what? The best part of that story is the father didn't wait for his son. Okay, in the in the Jewish culture, I believe it was a Jewish culture. It was not normal for how do I put this? I'm just going to I'm going to forget that part because I want to make sure that I say the right thing. His father broke the rules of normality and he ran to he ran to his son. So it's not you that's just running all the way to Jesus. Jesus is running to you, too. He's meeting you halfway. He's meeting you in the middle. So as you're running back to Jesus, because you just accepted into your heart, you say, Lord, I'm ready. I, I, I want you to save me. And you're running home. He's running to you too. You're coming home. He's going to bring you home. And he is throwing you a party right now in heaven. And I want to thank you. And I know Hayden thanks you for being so vulnerable to do this over a podcast. And Hayden, do you have anything to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is what I posted on my TikTok a little bit ago. It said, uh, when Jesus, this is what Dylan was saying, when Jesus told his disciples, well, it's a different part, but it's, it leads up to the same thing. When Jesus told his disciples to follow me, he didn't wait for them to be perfect. He didn't wait for them to do and say all the right things. He met with them where they were at and gave them the opportunity that changed everything forever. Jesus is meeting you where you are at right now. And he is about to give you the, he, he has already given you the opportunity that will change everything forever. Um, and do not, do not let the world distract you from the true calling set before you. God has a calling for you. He has a plan for you. He died for that plan. And whether you walk in or not, whether you take that opportunity that he's given you and submit it, that's your choice to make. But friend, I will say this, God, whenever you're saved, Jesus does not just change your eternal life. Of course he does. He changes your eternal life, but he also changes your earthly life. Jesus changed my eternal life. I'm going to heaven. Praise God. But man, it is amazing waking up with joy in the morning, knowing that I have a calling on my life and that I have a plan and I'm, I'm here to set his people free in Jesus name. I have something to go I have something to work towards every single day, and it's to not be the best version of myself, but to be the best version of Jesus Christ. See, a lot of people think living for God is a bunch of rules and regulations, but it's it's not like that. It's freedom. It's freedom. When you walk in it, you're not going to want to get away. The more you follow God's will, the less you're going to want of your own. So whatever you're going through right now, I know it's hard. I know it's tough. I know this pain. It's like you can't even explain it to anyone. It, it, it's 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 not understandable for anyone else 
It's like you just want to sit down and, and talk to someone for for hours and hours about what you're going through and this confusion that you may be feeling and whatnot. But Jesus is the one that you should be going to talking. Talk to him. Pray without ceasing. Talk to him just like a friend. He's your friend to talk to. Tell him what you're going through. Tell him your pain. He understands. He went through it for you. He went through more pain than you're ever going through right now. He did that for you. So, friend, I'm I'm telling you this. We're on this podcast because you're missing out. And and for those who got saved tonight, God, I, I'm, I'm, I'm praising Jesus tonight for that. Or today, whatever time you're listening to this, whenever you're listening to this, um, I'm, I'm praising God for that. That is amazing. But don't just let it be eternal life. Let it be your earthly life that he changes. You're a new creation. When you're saved, you are a new creation in him. Turn from your old ways. Turn to him. Walk the narrow path with Jesus Christ. And I can assure you right now, I wouldn't be telling you this. I've been doing this for a while. Dylan's been doing it for seven years. Um, if if I found it wasn't what I truly needed, if, if I found out that Jesus wasn't able to fill that void that I was truly filling all the years that I've lived without him, I would have stopped and I would have went to something else. I would have been trying to figure other things out that would satisfy what I'm going through. But no, friend, he filled that void and he's filling them every single day. I got a phone call. Can you still hear me? Okay. He is filling. Let me make sure it didn't end. He is filling my void every single day. Me and Dylan, we, we sit, we, we talk every single day and it's usually 99% spiritual things that we're talking about because that's how much we love the Lord because of what he is doing for us and what he has done for us already. God is so good. He is so good, and if and if you're having a hard time um, being able to see that because you just feel like you've been through so much and and just the pain that you're going through, it's 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 just so much on you. This confusion, impurities, the sin that is that the enemy has has um um caused in your life. There's something much greater on the other end, and I want to say this before we go. Something Dylan told me um, a little bit ago is basically. Right now, because you're saved, you have you already have freedom. Freedom is given to you already. But whether you walk in that freedom is your choice to make. The sin that you're that you're living in right now, whether that be cussing, um, sexual sin, whatever it may be, freedom is already given to you. Now, whether you walk in that free, freedom is your choice to make. That has that that is your you have free will to make that choice. But let me stop you right there. Yes, God gave us free will, but this is the mindset that you should have as a Christian. As someone who just gave their heart to Christ, this is the mindset you should have. Yes, you have the choice to walk in that freedom that God gave you. But if you take on the mind of Christ, your will is no longer your will, but God's. Right, and that's, and that's why I said a second ago, the more you follow God's will, the less you're going to want of your own. Because you're going to see that he's meeting your needs. When you're following God's will, He's meeting all of your needs. And I promise you, following his will, you're not gonna you're not gonna stumble up on on things that you shouldn't you're not gonna get off the narrow path and get the things you shouldn't be getting yourself into if you're following his will. Now a lot of Christians, and I myself do it from time to time, we say that we're following God's will, but we're really following our own. When we make when whenever we 
say we're following God's will and then we snap on someone for something that they did to us. That's not following God's will. But we're also not perfect. But we should always be working towards being Christ-like. And Christ-like, Christ is perfect. Now, of course, we're not perfect, but we should be working towards, because it, it says in the Bible to be Christ-like, and Christ-like is perfect, like I just said. So, does that make sense? Okay. Yes. And see, the thing is, as a Christian, the more you read the Word of God, the more you live for Jesus, you'll those fruits of the Spirit, joy, love, peace, self-control, temperance, um, the other ones I can't remember, y'all forgive me. Um, you'll be able to see and others will be able to see the fruits that you're bearing because you gave your life to Christ and because you're reading the word of God and because you're hiding the word in your heart. Right. So when, when a situation comes about, you'll know exactly what to do. You'll be able to handle it the way God wants you to and not the way you, your flesh would right. want you to because you have the fruits of the Spirit. A tree without fruit is no good. Well, let me take a, back, a step back. A tree without the fruits of the spirit is no good. You can you can have bad fruit and you can have good fruit. And I pray that you let yourself take on the mind of Christ and be able to produce the fruits of the spirit and not the fruit of the world. I just sorry, I had to jump in and say that. So is there anything else that we need to bring up? No, this podcast salvation. So, yeah, we're good. Okay, so everyone, I want to, I want to sit here and, and tell you something, and then I'm going to pray real quick. Satan is a liar, and he's the father of it. He came to steal, kill, and destroy. The Bible says that he's like an angel of light. He disguises himself as an angel of light. The Bible says that he is a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So if he lies to you, it's the enemy. If he is tempting you with sin, that, you know, sin is, to, in a worldly perspective, sin is nice. Sin is fun, okay? It's, it's what the flesh desires, okay? But that is the enemy's tactic. He is using sin in your life to tempt you and to stop you, okay? And I want you to know, as a child of God, he has no right. He does not reign in your life. Jesus does. He is not your Lord. He is not your God. Jesus is. So he has no right to come against you. So you can, the Bible says, submit to God. When you submit to God, everything you're going through, you resist the devil and he will flee. At the name of Jesus, demons have to bow down. The Bible says that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. You know what every means? It means all. That means every, that doesn't just mean... People can disagree to agree on this, but I'm just going to tell you this. I believe that if it says every tongue will confess, every knee will bow, that includes Satan. That includes Satan and his cohorts and every single demon out of hell. So when you speak the name of Jesus, know that you are speaking all power because the Bible says that all power was given unto Jesus in heaven and in earth. So if the enemy tries to come against you, you, get, you tell them, no, I'm a child of God. You get away from me in Jesus' name. And you take a stand for, your, for yourself. You take a stand for what God is doing for you. Don't you ever let go of God. Don't you ever let go of God's plan for your life. 
Don't ever let go of what Jesus did for you. Don't ever let go of your salvation. Don't ever let go of your healing. And don't ever let go of your freedom and deliverance that Christ died for. Satan is not worth it. Hell is not worth it. So I'm going to pray right now. And I want you guys to listen and to receive this prayer. I know for some of y'all, it may be said it's easier said than done. For some people, it's harder to receive. But it's, it's, but it's harder if you don't. So in the name of Jesus, Father, I come before you. Lord, I plead the blood of Jesus over every single soul listening to this right now, whether they're saved or whether they're not saved. Lord, I'm asking that you move in their life. You already did. You already did, Lord, and I praise you for that. But Lord, I'm expecting, I'm expecting blessing to fall upon them. I am, I am so excited, and I praise you, God, that you just saved another soul, that you just prepared another mansion in heaven. So, Father, Lord, I just stand right here today asking that you reveal yourself to them in such a mighty way, that you speak to them, you speak to their hearts. You let them know how much you love them. You let them know that you'll never leave them, that you'll never forsake them, that the promises of God would just burst forth in their life. And I plead the blood of Jesus over every single person listening to this. Satan, you're a liar. They belong to God. And there's nothing you can do about it, devil. They have been adopted into the kingdom of God. They are children of the Most High King. They are overcomers. They are more than conquerors unto their God. And God, I give you praise. I give you honor and I give you glory. Lord, I'm asking that that you would confirm it to their spirits in Jesus' name. God, I give you praise. I I give you all the honor and I give you all the glory. And God, I'm expecting some praise reports. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Um, and what Dylan said in that prayer, that God would, or that God has already moved in y'all's life. I'm going to say this and I'm going to be done. God has moved in your life. So when are you going to move in his? And by that, I mean the word of God. When are you going to want to, or when are you going to learn more about him? One thing I will say also, you cannot do it only when you want to. Something that we tend to do. We only get in the word of God when we want to. But listen, emotions are fleeting. The enemy will do everything he can to keep you away from the truth. As Dylan said, he came, or as the Bible says, he came to steal, kill, and destroy. So emotions are fleeting. Remember that. So if you don't feel encouraged to get in the word of God, if you don't feel encouraged to pray, do it anyway. The word of God is alive. It's not a book you just go get off a, uh, a shelf in the library. Well, I guess it could be, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> the only book I've know we've I know we've drawn out this podcast longer than we thought, but I believe it's for a good reason. Let me testify. No, you're good. Me. I was done. Sorry. There was one day a couple weeks ago. I was having a bad week. I was having a bad day. I, I knew it. No, I was having a bad week already, and I woke up the next day. I laid in bed for two hours. I was like, I don't want to get up. I know what this day is going to consist of. It's going to consist nothing but attacks from the enemy. And I don't want to go. I don't want to do that. I just don't want to do it. So I laid in bed for two hours. I didn't get up. I didn't do nothing. I was, I was fearful. I was anxious. I was sad. I was depressed. 
And, but something in me is like, go put on some worship music. So I put on some worship music, put my headphones in, and I laid in bed. And then this one song, Hallelujah Chant, it's a praise song. It pumps me up by Eddie James. I was listening to it. And the Lord dropped in my spirit. He spoke to me and he said, praise me. And I'm like, God, I don't feel like it. I don't. I don't want to do this. I, don't, I love you, Jesus. I love you with my heart, but I just don't feel like praising you. He said, praise me. And I put it off for a few minutes. I didn't want to get out of bed. And you know what? I came to the revelation. I came to the realization that I needed to praise God. And you know what I did? I got out of bed and I praised him. I danced. I shouted. I lifted my hands and I prayed and I praised his holy name. And you know what? The day that I thought was going to be the most horrible day that week turned out to be one of the best days I ever had. Because I was obedient to what God spoke to me. God has given you a command to spread the gospel, to praise his name. The Bible says that the trees cry out, that the trees and rocks cry out. They praise God. I love that, that, that God created his creation to praise him. But he created me to praise him too. And so I'm going to do it. And you know what? Praise will bring you through any storm that comes your way. Praise will kill any giant. Praise will win every battle. Because he is worthy of all your praise. He is worthy of every praise. So you get up and praise him for what he's done for you. You thank him. You worship him. And you walk in that. Dylan, now would I'm you back. say that day that you felt frust- frustrated? Like, like one of the reasons why you didn't want to get up, you, just, you were frustrated. You were getting mad at the fact that you didn't feel like getting up and that it was going to be a pretty bad day. I didn't want to get up at all because I knew it was going to be a bad day. I didn't want to start the day. Well, so I laid something I read earlier by Real Talk Kim, it was really good. It said, the edge of your next blessing will often be in the place of your greatest frust- frustration. Yeah, oh. that's true. That's facts. Um, oh, you need to, before we go, you need to tell them about the grapes and the, the crushing. But, like, put that in our small summary. Well, in this at 45 minutes. Okay, so the Bible says that the anointing breaks the yoke of bondage. The word of God is anointed to break your yoke. Jesus Christ, you know, Jesus doesn't have a last name. People think Christ is his last name, but Christ means the anointed one. Jesus, the anointed one. Jesus is the word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. And the word became flesh. That's Jesus. Jesus is anointed. His word is anointed. To break your yokes. A lot. And and God. If you walk in the calling that God has for you. If you walk in the purpose. And and you you obey God. And his commands. And you walk in that obedience. He has an anointing for you. I believe that. I believe every person can be anointed. If they choose to walk in that. I believe it. Some people are gifted. Some people are anointed. There's a difference between that. Gifted people, people get excited when they walk in the room. They can sing. They can do all these things. They get excited. They bring an audience. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing. But when you're anointed, Satan will do anything he can to stop you. It's like the anointing comes from being crushed. You're like a grape. A, a, um, a bucket of grapes has to be crushed to be made into wine or grape juice let's be real but 
being crushed, going through these things. It, I want to I put this into perspective to where you guys can understand better, but there's no other perspective I can put into it. Every attack from the enemy, God turns it for good because he loves you. And he, he has called you to spread the gospel, to preach his word. It's time to walk in that anointing that God has for you. And it's time to let the anointing of God break your yokes of bondage in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, well, hope you guys enjoyed salvation and a sermon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, glory. Um, But I know this podcast, my excitement for the person on the other side of the screen is me jumping through a roof right now. I can't really show that emotion, but truly, I'm so happy for you. If you were saved, or even if you weren't saved and you came here and listened, I'm, I'm so happy for you. Or if you already are saved, I'm happy for you, and I'm praying for you. I don't know who you are, but I love you. And we care for you. Otherwise, we wouldn't have spent 44 minutes trying to help you out. Um, so, Dylan, have you pre- Yeah, you already prayed. You just started the preach after you prayed. <laughs> My bad. Is God yeah. called me to preach, Jamie. So, if there's any time you guys, if you are, if you are confused about anything, you know, you can go back and, and um, rewatch certain parts. And, and you know what? There's other podcasts we've created. We haven't really had time to, to do podcasts the way we've wanted to due to um, jobs and school but and everything like that. Too. But there are, there are, yeah, there are other podcasts that y'all can listen to. Um, and a lot of people have come to us and said how much they've helped them. Um, and, and I believe they can help you too if y'all just want to go back. Yeah. All right. Well, I pray you guys continue to walk in God's will. Um. And that's pretty much it. So if you enjoyed this, um, that's awesome. I'm trying to think of, okay, if you guys would like to share this with friends who maybe they're not saved and or anyone that may be confused about salvation and whatnot, share this with them. Spread the word. Um, don't You don't have to tag us. Don't credit us. Credit Jesus. Tag Jesus on it. Um. Well, our names are on the podcast, so, I mean, they'll be spreading our names anyway. But, okay. Well, that's pretty much it. We're going to end it here. All right. Well, God bless. J and H out. (laughs) Oh, dear Jesus.